So for me, I've got um, my priority list also and an ideas list for this year. That's a bit of a black hole though. It's very easy to have an ideas list of what you want to do for the year or a priorities list for the year. Um, I'll just be cautioning you though that often that can just become a black hole or a complete mess of ideas. Are you a product-based business? Maybe handmade or importing? I do both. I'm spending my own cash advertising on Facebook and Instagram to help grow my two Shopify stores from scratch that I started in 2020. So join me in this diary type podcast where I share real time challenges and wins as things happen day to day in real time because we often feel less alone in our e-commerce journey when sharing the challenges with someone else. If you're just starting out or growing your small online business, I think you'll find my experiences motivational as I share from my kitchen table in Adelaide, Australia. Brought to you by one of my e-commerce shops, theturtlejournal.com.au. Hello, welcome to Aussie e-commerce mum. My name is Rachel and this is episode number 25. I wanted to do an episode today really based off of all the stuff I am binging at the moment in podcasts for myself, which is about setting up for 2023, sort of planning, prioritizing, setting goals, all that kind of stuff. I love listening to podcasts through January on the topic of um the new year and and how you could structure it and and how you want to prioritize things for yourself. So I thought I'd do an episode about what my plans are for this year and what I'm sort of putting in place and why, in the hopes that perhaps another perspective will help you as well in your own plans, um, help you feel like you've got your bases covered, your priorities set straight, or the reason behind why you've decided to do what you're planning to do this year. I thought it just might be helpful to add another little opinion into the mix that you may find beneficial to you, I hope, as I find listening to lots of other podcast creators on their plans for this year really helpful for myself. So this episode will be called something like setting up and planning for 2023 or your priorities for 2023. And I wondered what what you do plan for this year with your e-commerce business. I don't know what stage you're at. It's so interesting doing a podcast because I guess I'm talking about my own business and where I'm at in my business, which is two years in now, just on or just over two years. But you might be listening and maybe you're before the starting point. Maybe you haven't started an e-commerce store yet and this is something you're thinking about. Maybe you find yourself at a similar stage to me, you know, two to five years into this journey. Perhaps you're like streets ahead of me and you've been doing this for a long time and you've maybe got a few e-commerce stores or you've been doing this yourself for a decade or more or you have your own bricks and mortar as well or you've got a few e-commerce stores and you've sold one as well. You know, like there's so many different ways that we can succeed in this world of business. So I'm going to sort of just speak about it, I guess, from where I'm up to and take from this what you will. And I'd be so keen to hear what your plans are. I just love to get emails from listeners to hear what you're up to, what your plans are, what you're um, prioritizing for this year. It's just so interesting. It's, It's as interesting as listening to podcasts about it which my, yeah, like I said, my little playlist of um, podcasts for January is filled with ones that I've been listening to. So uh, I want to go through a few things, but it's pretty generic and it's pretty high level. It's just inspirational. I hope it just gives you some ideas. It's not a lot of nitty gritty stuff because that can come in so many other episodes that are specific, you know, specifically themed on that topic. This is much more of an overarching kind of strategy for the year. I've spent the last few days 
in January setting up some trackers for myself, which I call trackers. They're just Excel spreadsheets um, for this year. I really wanted to put some proper guardrails and boundaries almost in for myself this year that gives me a proper place to record information periodically because I'm a lot for the last two years I've been side hustling so it's just been in the evenings and on the weekends doing bits and pieces obviously as I can and as things come to me or as I find new ideas I want to try out all that sort of stuff experimenting heaps which I will continue to do because I love to experiment but this year um, I've taken a year of leave from my work from my day job so this is going to be my full time this has got to be my day job this year I'm really trying to bring that mindset of the good parts of corporate world into this business which is some sort of structure some sort of tracking writing things down measuring stuff so that I can lean on that data but also obviously as you record data this is what I think is important about data I feel like I'm losing you here please stay don't don't tune out to share if you don't love this sort of stuff the reason I think it's important is that when you record the data you have to go find it from somewhere and when you have to go find it from somewhere, you find it, you see it, you like um, internalize it, you absorb it, you digest it and you write it down. All that means that your brain is thinking about it and deciding for itself what it thinks about the data. Just, that's why I think it's important. I don't just think it's important to write it down because in your workplace, perhaps you write it down and it doesn't resonate with you. It's not like a real visceral thing because it's not the data that necessarily means you lose your job or not often you know like on the whole but this is your business so you are the captain of your ship and this data does mean much more like it does mean sink or swim it does mean you're progressing or not it does mean you're learning or not learning it does mean things are improving or not it does mean there's a problem or not it does mean you're doing really well or not that's why I think it's really important to collect some sort of data to write it somewhere but to collect it often so that you are being made aware of it and you become cognizant of those numbers for some reason so that you decide for yourself and you get to measure them in that moment I don't mean you need to spend hours on it either it just is about recording it taking note of it and it helps you course correct then when things start to go a little off the rails I think far sooner than if you wait for it to become like this blaring siren or alarm going off that you haven't had a sale in a month or something terrible like that and you've just not been paying attention which is way easy to do and particularly if you're side hustling if you're listening and this is a side hustle that is definitely easy to do and don't you know beat yourself up about it I would totally cut myself slack for that I have for two years it's just had to fit in with my life and you know regular things that happen in my day job so but all that being said now I've got to set up a bit more of a structure so I do think there is value in recording some data and the last two years I've recorded very high level data and it's mostly been in screenshots and small bits of snippets in spreadsheets so if that's all you can do that's great but if you're kind of more at the stage I'm at or way further along then you probably see the value in data or why it's important to measure it and if not I hope my little explanation has given you a bit of a background as to why I believe it's important to measure it for yourself just to keep your brain pulling you back to that every now and again to think about it evaluate it just to be aware of it so the value of this then also will be to lean into what's working I'm really keen this year to identify things for my business that have worked for two years and double down on those so I have tried lots of different things and I will continue to do so but after two years of data and two years of growing a business and learning like more than I could have ever learned ever in my life I feel like 
there's some things I'm sure that have worked well and I need to identify those if I don't already know them and lean on those heavier this year. That's why I'll be tracking and measuring some stuff um, to know where everything's up to, what where all the balls are on the court or the plates spinning in the air, kind of all those analogies, all the cars on the racetrack, all those things so that I feel like I've got a handle on or got my arms around everything going on. Uh, so I've got some overarching KPIs that I have set and I've called them KPIs. I actually hate that word, <laughs> but I've called them KPIs because they really are. And that just helps my brain really hone in on the fact this is actual data. The KPI is not like, uh, I suppose, how I feel about today, how I feel things are going. Do I feel great about things? Not great. Am I in the mood to work? Am I not in the mood to work? All that sort of stuff comes in a different part of my business, in my journaling and everything like that. But I needed to have a tracker or a spreadsheet that's really data heavy, which is a KPI tracker. This is where I'm actually going to put statistics and break them down then even further into individual trackers. I just need to be accountable to myself and my business that this document is, that's what it's for. That's why I've created it. That's what I need to hold myself accountable to. So if I think about, like I said, the work I've done in my regular day job in corporate life over decades, I want to transfer some of those skills in some of those systems into my e-commerce business because often in workplaces, one thing that I think is really beneficial if you work in corporate world um, is that often there's a real emphasis on efficiency and sometimes that can obviously be detrimental to lots of parts of our life in corporate world, um, our mental health or just how we feel about our work or whether we feel like we're valued or not. There's so many downsides I think that get pulled out of that sort of uh, mindset often. But the bonus of all of that sort of efficiency work in your regular day job or workplace could well be that that transfers well into business and you should probably use some of those skills. I would really encourage you. I'm going to try this year to put that mindset on often that things need to be done efficiently as possible because time will just get away from me and time gets away from us anyway. Hey, like there's no mystery to that. It happens to all of us, but I'm conscious this year more than ever because I've got myself back more time by not having a day job that'll be paying the bills regularly is that I need to be careful that I don't lose that efficiency mindset for the good parts of it and the benefit it can bring to my business this year. So I have an overarching KPI spreadsheet. Let me tell you a couple of things. I've just got to open here. At this stage, obviously, I haven't started it yet. We are early in January, but my plan is to fill it out every fortnight. The reason I want to do it fortnightly is just practicality. My husband gets paid fortnightly and I usually would. <laughs> um, this year, I hope to. We'll see what happens. But I would like to record my income for myself and my business fortnightly. So I'm going to do like a budget fortnightly like I usually do for our family. So I figured if I'm already doing a fortnightly evaluation of other things, I might as well do my KPI data fortnightly too for my business just seem to make sense. So my, my main things that I'm recording is top line revenue. No surprises there in the fortnight. In addition to, I want to record my fortnightly ad spend on Facebook and Instagram. I love Facebook and Instagram advertising. I advertise a lot on Meta. I have an old, a whole episode, a few episodes about Facebook and Instagram, but I really encourage you to check out my one on spending $5 a day on advertising if you haven't ventured into the paid traffic world yet. I say yet because I truly believe, I just don't know there's many ways to grow an e-commerce business these days without some sort of paid advertising with just too much noise out there in the world. 
so little attention and too many people trying to get everybody's attention so that's my thoughts on it I, I'm sure you can grow businesses organically I'm, I'm not saying you can't I just think you're better off spending five dollars a day at least on some sort of advertising online to get yourself some sort of visibility and traction um, in any case I'd like to record how much I'm spending on meta is a fortnightly amount also a separate amount just as all other business expenses obviously this will have to be broken down when I do my tax return into proper categories which I do but as a fortnightly figure I'm just going to look at what's on my visa like check what I've spent in the fortnight that's not Facebook and Instagram charges and just record that as a single figure just to give myself some sort of indication of, of what I'm spending fortnight to fortnight as opposed to or in comparison to my top line revenue. In addition, I'm going to record some Google Analytics data. I'd love to record my percentage of returning visitor rate, which is different to your returning customer rate in Shopify. I'm trying to remind myself that those two data points are different. Your returning customer rate in Shopify is different to your returning visitor rate in Google Analytics. So I'd like to, to record my returning visitor rate in Google Analytics. In addition to my top three conversion sources from Google Analytics, I have the e-commerce part of Google Analytics set up and turned on and tracking. So I want to record there where my top three conversion sources have come from through Google Analytics, just because you can never truly trust. I mean, trust. You can probably never truly trust Google Analytics either. But, uh, you know, let's say I can't, I could probably trust that data better than my Shopify data combined with Klaviyo data combined with Facebook data. Those three often compete for the conversion win so that you feel great about spending money on Facebook or using email marketing um, or, you know, obviously Shopify is your platform. So, but Google Analytics looks over the top of all of those things. So that's why I'm going to look there for my conversion source, just the top three places. So then I can feel, you know, I can affirm for myself as time goes on this year that yeah, emails are worth it or yeah, Facebook ads is worth it, or yeah, my organic um, efforts are worth it, or yeah, my SEO efforts are worth it, all that sort of stuff. And then I'll be breaking down my, my revenue through the Profit First model, which is a whole thing, it's a book by Mike Michalowicz. I can't go into that in great detail. I don't know nearly enough about it. And that is a whole podcast series on its own, let alone um, just a little snippet of an episode. But that's how I plan to manage my cash. Essentially, it's a cash management system. And that's how I'll decide how much I'll be paying myself each fortnight as well to add to our family budget, which will be very exciting and scary at the same time, which is what business I feel like is all about, which is why maybe I love it so much. So my top line revenue, I'm probably going to break that down as well into individual things like how many blogs I've posted, how many social posts I've done, how many emails I've sent, how many maybe um, social followers I've gained, how many live events I've done. But all of that is, an, is extra data. Like I think if I fill that out every fortnight, I will do my best and I'm going to give it, you know, my best shot. But I'm um, as long as I'm recording my top line revenue, then all the other bits are also going to be captured in my other trackers, which I've got. Under my Facebook ad spend as well, I'm probably going to record things like average cost for video view or maybe average cost per purchase, average click through rate. But I also may not record it because like I said, if I'm looking at it, the metrics of how much I've spent anyway in Facebook, I'm glancing at all that stuff anyway. So maybe I'll record it, maybe I won't. But at a high level, I'll be recording top line revenue, my Facebook ad spend, 
all my other expenses bundled together from my Visa card, my Google Analytics percentage of returning visitor rate, and my Google Analytics top three conversion source every fortnight. That is my, my plan for that. In addition, let me show you here, uh, I'm gonna tell you my other trackers. So that's my overarching KPIs. Um, and then other individual trackers I've got. So individual spreadsheets I'll be filling out every fortnight as well will be an email campaigns one. So recording my email campaigns in a spreadsheet including how much revenue has come from those and what the topics were and the dates I sent them. Because um, I can also keep their ideas for upcoming email campaigns in the same tracker, in the same spreadsheet. So it's sort of a dual purpose there. I'll track it there, but I'll also be able to record ideas that I've got for things I want to do coming up. The same sort of spreadsheet, uh, which is actually just another sheet. It's the same spreadsheet, but another sheet in there for how many blogs I'm doing. And the topic of the blog and... Um, the same thing i can add ideas into there my working from home hours um, my social scheduling so i actually want to keep a link to each post that i do schedule in creator studio in a spreadsheet um, i just want to do that I'll, I'll schedule it and then i'm going to chuck it into a spreadsheet to be able to refer to easily if i want to just go back and pull up that post straight away just in the spreadsheet rather than fiddling around in the back of facebook it's actually not great i don't find using that plan it in the back of Facebook it can be a bit of a pain in the neck I find and um, I just want to have it in a spreadsheet and I just click the link and voila the post opens up for me my Facebook live will be a planner and tracker spreadsheet and also a cost of goods spreadsheet which is going to just have a breakdown of trying to obviously ascertain the cost of goods for particular products I sell this will become important in my overarching or overall strategy of running a profitable business that's my plan that's what I'm working towards of being able to determine my cost of goods. So calculating that before I launch a new product. I get so caught up, and you maybe you find the same in a new product launch, it's so exciting um, to launch a new product because it's new to us, so we find it exciting too, and hoping our customers will find it exciting. But then I tend to just chuck out a number there of how much I wanna sell it for without doing the proper calculations first of how much I should sell it for. So I'm gonna keep that spreadsheet close to hand and like in my obvious eyesight often uh, to remind myself that I really should feel that at first before I go ahead and launch a new product with some random figure I've decided to sell it for. So for me, I've got um, my priority list also and an ideas list for this year. That's a bit of a black hole though. It's very easy to have an ideas list of what you want to do for the year or a priorities list for the year. Um, I'll just be cautioning you though that often that can just become a black hole or a complete mess of ideas that all seem good, but it's hard to know how they fit together. The idea with having a tracker is that I, I can see here how they fit together. And do you know how I know how they fit together? Because in a previous episode, which is episode 21 called Priorities for Growth in 2023, I talked about my timetable. I created a timetable document, which is actually on my website. You can download it for free to check it out and use it if you want. But it's got a loose timetable. More importantly, though, it has some priorities as in what I should do daily, weekly or monthly. And it's got a marketing funnel. The marketing funnel for me is I look at that often. I need to see how all of these pieces fit together and why they're important or not. 
And I believe you should too. I think it's important for everybody that you should really decide for yourself the efforts that you put into your business. Do they fit into a bigger picture? Do they fit in a marketing funnel? And if so, how do they fit in? If they don't, why are you doing it? Is there a reason you are? If the reason is valid to you, that's fine. I'm not saying not to do it. But if you just have a giant list of ideas of things you want to try or do for this year, it can be very difficult to see visually um, how they fit together. Do they make sense as a, a system or do they support each other at all? Uh, if they do, that's great. But I'd suggest putting it in a marketing funnel diagram, which is what I've done on my timetable, which you can get from my website. So aussieecommercemum.com.au. You can download that for free to check it out and maybe that will give you inspiration for your own. So that's why I feel like just having a list of priorities for the year or a list of ideas and things to try is not sufficient to keep um, to keep our mindset in the right direction, to keep us moving, to keep us putting efforts into what we should be putting efforts into. Certainly not for me anyway, that just becomes overwhelming to look at. But if I can see those bigger areas, for instance, email, sending a blog, my website pop-up, um, what else have I got on there? Uh, Facebook ads, Facebook lives, getting on Amazon, which I haven't done yet, but I'd like to, organic socials, a YouTube video, all of those marketing efforts. I can see by looking at the funnel, and I'm literally looking at it now because I've got it on a pin board right next to my desk, how they fit into the funnel. So that's how I've structured my kind of tasks in that way, I suppose, at a higher level. I'll have things written out in my planner and folders and bits of paper, of course, but that's how I've sort of decided that they should fit together, in which case then that for me, it validates why that is on my list to begin with. So I'd encourage you to do that. If you have a list, then at least validate why those things are on that list. Do they fit together? If at all, how do they fit together? Why are they on there? What results do they drive? What's repeatable? What's not repeatable? I don't want to be making a new decision about an action every single time and every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to be able to convince, I don't need to, I don't want to spend time convincing myself that it's worth doing a Facebook Live or that it's worth sending an email. I find it's actually the same principle. I'm applying the same principle that I use with budgeting for our family and meal planning, which I don't do all the time. I do it when it works for our family, I meal plan. This is a bit of a similar kind of principle or a similar sort of system. And I know I talk about budgeting and meal planning a little bit. I do find it a great way or a great analogy, at least it makes sense for me, is that having some sort of timetable, uh, some sort of KPI tracker for yourself this year, whatever you decide to do, is that you're not making a new decision every time you see that. I don't want to look at, you know, to-do item or idea, post a social today. Oh, is that a good idea? Is it not a good idea? It just needs to be part of a system for me and then I've validated it's already a good idea why it is and I'll continue to do it. Rather than making myself make that decision every time that comes up. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. Um, you may also find my episode 14 really helpful too. It's called Why Are You Doing That? which is an episode all about why are you doing that? It's a really good episode I recorded to help us um, think about things in our business and not just kind of jump from one thing to the next mindlessly, but to evaluate things a little more critically and then make decisions based off that. So you may find that episode helpful, or those two episodes, Priorities for Growth This Year in 2021 and Why Are You Doing That, which is episode 14. 
In episode 21, I also talk through the three tools I'm using in conjunction with each other for this year, which I coincidentally have on my pin board. At the moment, the only things on my pin board are these three things that I talk about in episode 21, which is my timetable, which is my revenue tracker, which is actually calendar, which I'm going to write on every day. Maybe it'll be a zero, maybe it'll be 50, maybe it'll be 100, maybe it'll be 1,000. All of that is to be determined, but I'm going to have that calendar. I can look at it every day. I want to keep my eye on the prize every day. And my bullet journal. And on my, my pin board, I have pinned up a little bullet journal to-do list that will become my default. The things that I want to make sure I'm putting in my bullet journal and doing and then marking off daily or weekly. So just the about filling out my trackers, I need to make sure I'm filling out my trackers often every week or every fortnight is probably what I'm going to do at the moment. So I've put that in a little quick, you know, quick guide to do list snapshot and printed that off and put it on my pin board. So I know straight away when I write out my bullet journal each day, my to do lists and my plans, I can look at that straight away first and make sure those things are accounted for before I start filling it up with other fluff. So, yeah. Thanks for joining me. I hope this was encouraging, a little bit insightful, maybe a bit creative for you to get your own mind ticking over on things you could be doing this year or, or things you could set up and why. Or if, if you plan not to set up a whole lot because you're side hustling and you've, you've got other priorities and things that are way more important than your business, then perhaps this gives you a bit of um, momentum just to think about why you want to record some stuff like I said to maybe just evaluate some things as to why they're a good idea to do or not do and why at least pulling out some data on a regular basis is important for us in growing to keep bringing our mind back to those key metrics that really drive whether we have a business or a hobby which is a whole nother episode (laughs) So thanks for joining me in my diary style podcast. I'm excited for this year to bring you some um, content every week for sure. And I'll do my best to do it even more often. So we'll see what the year brings. I hope it's been encouragement for you as we spent some time together in sharing real life challenges and wins of growing a product business. Head to my website. We can see all my previous episodes and you can download my timetable that I've got there. If you're interested to see what it looks like as some inspiration for yourself. You can find me at aussieecommercemum.com.au. I'll see you next time. As always, keep learning.